Welcome to Reclaim Your A-Game. I'm your host, Christine Franklin. I'm a best-selling author and firm believer that we all deserve to live lives full of joy and show up as the best version of ourselves in every area. Beyond awards and accolades, being on your A-game is about being mindful of what makes you feel your best and settling for nothing less. Today, I'm so excited to introduce you to Bill Hershey. He has had a fascinating journey and a part of his transformation has been fueled by the use of somatic tools. So we're going to hear a lot more about that. And there may be something that's in here that's a real gem and truly useful for you. So definitely stick with us throughout this conversation. It'll be worth it. Bill Hershey is a profitability and alignment coach specializing in helping naturopathic doctors and Ayurveda practitioners develop profitable clinic models, decrease burnout, and increase impact. As a Life Plan Certified Strategic Advisor, Bill teaches business fundamentals both nationally and internationally through professional healthcare organizations, training institutions, and continuing education course platforms. Bill, thank you so much for joining us on Reclaim Your A-Game to share your experience with somatic tools. I can't wait to hear all about it. But first, we want to hear about your journey. What even led you into looking into the benefits of somatic tools and how did that change for you? Of course, we want to know what somatic tools are, but yeah. we'll get to all that later. But where were you at the point when you decided you needed to look into some kind of solution? Okay, so this is interesting. Thanks for having me, by the way, Christine. It's a wounded healer story. So, so my journey with somatic tools really started in 2019 when my wife, I was actually having a really difficult time in life. I was, you know, it's, it's ironic living at a, a retreat center and uh, also feeling stress, you know, a, a pretty reasonable degree of stress. And I don't blame that in any way due to the environment, but really it's a product of my own growth process because um, my conditions, I believe, were actually eliciting some of the unhealed traumas from my past in such a way that I had to confront those. As I recall, someone introduced you to the somatic world bill so tell us a little bit about that what was that initial experience like she had actually been studying something called somatic experiencing and that's a trauma and stress management therapy uh the main guy who helped develop that his name is peter levine he's written several amazing books and there's many other pioneers in the somatic science world and this is a science of neuropsychology where we're coming to have a literacy and deep understanding of how our nervous system processes stress and traumatic events. So traumatic events would be just really huge amounts of stress, perhaps all at once or chronically over a long period of time. I was soon realizing what actually helped me come out of my head and into my feeling state as well. So, uh, that was how I discovered the tools and I realized pretty quickly, you know, in the course of us falling in love and, um, and using these tools together that, wow, I'm actually addressing some very deep core traumas from my own early life. And I'm not sure, but, you know, some of these traumas that we carry 
uh, or that I carry are probably generational as well. There is evidence showing that trauma passes down through generations. You know, there's, there's fascinating um, studies from Holocaust victims and their successors, the, the, the folks who didn't even necessarily have direct contact with those grandparents end up carrying some of these uh, trauma resemblant traits or tendencies or patterns. So, you know, we don't necessarily know where it come from, comes from all the time, but it's there. The imprint is there in the nervous system. And gosh, I was so fascinated by this that I decided I wanted to study it. So when I left the retreat center in 2020, I uh, began my somatic experiencing training and I also started a business side by side. And, and in the course of being in business, I realized that there's a very real bridge between the somatic sciences, being able to understand our body, our feelings, our nervous system at a very intimate and deep level, that that helps us be better leaders, that helps us be better business people, that helps us be more effective in every aspect of our life, actually. It helps us have better relationships. So, and that really is just a byproduct of knowing ourselves, being able to understand our nervous system, being able to have that emotional literacy in relationship to, um, you know, feelings are meant to be felt, right? We're feeling these things in our body, believe it or not. But, you know, for me, I was so much in my head that I literally couldn't connect my emotional state with what was going in my body going on in my body, if that makes sense. It's as if I was, uh, you know, almost like disembodied or withdrawn. Like there was maybe so much there that it was overwhelming to even feel it sometimes. So I would just kind of stay up here in my head, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So gradually, you know, through the somatic tools, doing... Uh, having access to some amazing somatic experiencing practitioner therapists and and doing the work, uh, you know, it, like I said, I'd done meditation and spiritual practice for a really long time. And that, I think, was what made me receptive to the tools. But the tools were able to give me something that I wasn't necessarily getting so directly. So for me, it's not that the meditation wasn't effective. And I want to make that really clear. Uh, but really the meditation in combination with um, the somatic tools, I think they become a really powerful and natural companion with one another. That's such an intense process. Mm. But even before we get into that process a little bit more, I'm really curious about how you ended up living at a retreat center for 15 years. Interesting. Is it 15 yeah, it years? Was, it was 15 years. You know, there was, there was wow. some, you know, it wasn't straight. There was some variables in there, but those variables were very short and minor. So um, as a 21-year-old, a friend of mine from high school had invited me to go out to Los Angeles. I was living in snowy Buffalo, New York at the time. And if you can imagine, it was January in snowy Buffalo, New York. A friend of mine invited me to go out to Los Angeles you know, in the middle of the winter, that sounded pretty good already. He had a record. Yes, that's yeah, a no-brainer. Totally. I, I mean, it, there was some, it wasn't the easiest decision to be honest, and I'll tell you why. But, you know, he, he had obtained a record deal with Epic Records. Epic Records, the record label that signed like Michael Jackson and Pearl Jam and Rage Against the Machine. So this was like 
kind of a dream come true opportunity that I really never even anticipated or wished for. But it's like, okay, I play bass guitar. He asked me to come out and play in this band with him. He got a record deal. Great, wonderful, let's do it. We went out to Los Angeles. Uh, you know, it was you know going to 70 degrees in January with swimming pools. It was pretty good. I mean, the hardest part of that decision was leaving school, but even that wasn't so hard. I was at college at the time uh, at University of Rochester, and I was pretty miserable at school. So the hardest part of doing that was leaving. Uh, I, I quit the football team in order to do that. And that wasn't that hard either because I was a sideline football player. <laughs> I was not a starting player. Uh, I, it was a lot of fun. They were good guys, but... Uh, in retrospect, I realized that simply wasn't my calling. Um, so there we were, living this dream come true, living the rock band lifestyle, the rock star lifestyle. And within a few weeks, I was more miserable than I'd ever been in my life, actually, uh, in some ways. Like, here I was, this phenomenal opportunity, very attractive, you know, the opportunity to basically become famous for playing music all day and become wealthy doing that it's like wow what more could i ask for right so yeah and, and you know i think we had a we had good intentions with it we really wanted to do good in the world and spread a good message so i mean that made it more significant even we weren't really successful in any of those regards you know we fell short in a lot of ways we were young you know 21 22 years old we, you know, as a 21, 22 year old, I saw a lot of life in a very short period of time. I saw a lot of really material successful mm -hmm. people who were really, it was very apparent that there was also a lot of suffering that came with that. And that was not a success that I wanted in my life. And, you know, pretty quickly, you know, I was dealing with mental health issues. I was depressed. I was unhappy. Um... And, you know, it was, uh, you know, it was a pretty toxic situation in a lot of ways. And so I really needed to become stronger mentally and psychologically. So I ended up learning meditation. I became very interested in uh, spiritual development as a way to be strong, peaceful, and, you know, holding to good values in an environment that doesn't necessarily share those values and share that positive vibe and approach to life so and that just led me deeper deeper into that spiritual world because the more that i meditated the more that i embraced a spiritual lifestyle the more i realized wow this is where it's at it's like things like drinking and you know partying uh my my attraction to those things started to fall away because i found um something more satisfying through meditation and through spiritual practice, something that was really, you know, lifting me up in a more sustainable, in a more meaningful way. And really, it was access to a source of love where I could sort of feel this love bubbling from me. And it was like, man, I want more of that. Because I saw it, not only was it helping me in my own being, but it was also helping my relationships. My relationship with my parents got way better. I was suddenly able to be nice you know, with my mom, <laughs> you know, it's like somehow I was really impatient with my mom as like a teenager and, you know, when I was 20, 21 and I was able to receive her in a much better way once I started meditating. So that was a good improvement. I think she was happy about that too. <laughs> so sure. and eventually I took a retreat 
at this retreat center out here in Oregon. And, you know, we had just got dropped by Epic Records because our behavior was not up to par. Our performance was not up to par uh, as per their standards. And so all of that is understandable because, you know, there were there were legit reasons for us uh, not continuing with that contract. So I was kind of at a fork in the roads in my life, and it was the perfect opportunity for me to say, hey, I think I need to take some time to really focus on my spiritual development and, and, and really put some of these principles that I've been learning about into practice and see what I can accomplish. So it was a perfect opportunity for me to take a moment in life to really focus on my spiritual development and uh, put these ideals and this practice uh, into practice and see what life could be like as a result of investing fully into that. And that led to me staying at a retreat center for 15 years. It was a wonderful experience. Um, I still do volunteer and attend retreats there, but I'm also, uh, you know, living outside now and running a business and, and yeah, I, I'm very, I'm very satisfied with how those 15 years have been spent. Okay. So I know you talk about the importance of body-based presence. So why is that meaningful to you? Yeah. So and what is that all about? Presence, uh, you know, this is really the result of, you know, doing the somatic exercises, or it can be even through other activities like yoga or even meditation that help somebody kind of come into their body. It can even happen through exercise or running or these other things, right? Or even playing music sometimes can get somebody into their body. So the benefit of that is, you know, it's like the mind is like this, it's it really, we can only focus on one thing at a time. And it happens that, you know, we believe the multitasking thing is possible. And it's what's actually happening is our mind is actually oscillating very quickly or bouncing very quickly between different things it's paying attention to, right? But what's nice about a body-based practice or like a somatic practice or these these other activities that help us become present with our body is it kind of quiets the mind. It quiets the chatter of the mind and it helps us attune to what's actually going on in our body. It might, you know, in the course of doing yoga or in the course of even just doing a simple body check-in, which is kind of a simple way of just, you know, doing some of these somatic exercises like Checking and seeing what it feels like in my body right now. What does it feel like in my shoulders or in my chest? What does it feel like to breathe as my lungs expand into my chest? Am I carrying tension here? You know, am I carrying tension in my shoulders? Where am I carrying tension? And maybe I wasn't aware of that tension before until I really kind of settled into my bodily awareness, right? So by becoming aware of the body, we can actually, you know, it's like the body actually communicates back to our nervous system. There's like a feedback loop here. So sometimes our posture, the way that we hold tension, will actually perpetuate a stressed state in our nervous system. Whereas if we become aware of that, we relax our tension, we relax our body, if we find ways to bring more comfort to our body, we can actually settle our nervous system at the same time by doing that. It's amazing how something so simple can be so effective and make such a difference. And sometimes we overlook it. So before we wrap up, I just have one quick question for you. Now, I know you've been looking into the fact that 
trauma, and I say fact because there's been enough research to support it, that trauma mm. is at the root of many chronic conditions. And, you know, what exactly have you found in your own research on that? You know, what stood out um, to you the most? I'm not a deep health research guy, but I'll just share you a personal story. Um, you know, in my early 30s, I was suffering from leaky gut and chronic fatigue. And, you know, I realized that I, I started adopting those names once I saw a naturopath and figured out what, why I had no energy, why I was like young, I thought to be kind of healthy guy in good condition. And it was like tired in the middle of the day, like sometimes like barely even able to like, not barely able to move my fingers, but it's just like, wow, why is this so difficult to move my hand like this right now? And I realized in the course of doing uh, naturopathic medicine treatment for many years, it's like I did that and I ended up doing homeopathy after that. And at a certain point, I realized that beneath that, it, well, I wasn't going to solve it through herbs or through the right like nutrition supplement or, um, or even through exercising every day, that there was actually trauma underneath that that needed to be resolved before I could actually heal my gut because leaky gut is a product of chronic stress. When you're chronically stressed as a result of potentially, you know, unresolved trauma, then of course that's going to have an effect on your digest because you can't be in that rest and digest state. You're constantly in this, um, state of like activation, fight or flight in the nervous system. So I, I kind of learned that from the inside out and is more through observation and witnessing folks who have chronic conditions. Once in the course of working with trauma, it, some of the signs of trauma become clear. You observe it. You can kind of see it. So it's like, I'm, I'm not a clinician. Uh, you know, I've received some Ayurveda training, but I haven't started that uh, practice at this point, but there are certain markers and you can see that folks and, and you know, I'm hearing it from the experts, like across the board, like folks who have, chronic health conditions, it's like the practitioners that I'm talking to, they're not seeing any one of them that doesn't have a trauma component to that. So for me, that's fascinating. And it seems to be maybe one of the most overlooked pieces of health. It is. You know, with 2020, uh, you know, and COVID and all these things, I think we're beginning to see that a lot more clearly and we're addressing it more effectively now by and by. Um, but you know, I think that was largely overlooked for a long time. Yeah, so true. And I'm really grateful to you for bringing these things to light and hopefully helping others to really take a moment to tune in, understand the importance of mm -hmm. listening to the signals that the body is always sending us, and take action in the way that you did. Not necessarily doing the same things you did, but taking action to turn things around when mm -hmm. you see that there's a need. For that in your life so i really appreciate you being here with us bill and thank you so much Christine. I look forward thank to you to hear about your journey to this and all the best to you in your journey and the conversation doesn't end here if you're a functional health practitioner who'd like a helping hand with stronger strategies to grow your business connect with bill hershey on linkedin by going to the link in the show notes or search on linkedin for william hershey life stream you can request your complimentary gift of a 30-minute strategy call. Thank you for joining us for this and every episode of the Reclaim Your A-Game podcast. 
Season three will begin in a few weeks after a brief hiatus. Becoming my mother's primary caregiver has led me to see the need for rest and regrouping. There are tons more inspiring stories coming your way with a special focus on ways in which those who are caring for others can fill up their own cup regularly. You won't want to miss these upcoming episodes. Catch you in a few weeks' time.